<laughs> I'm Doodles the Clown saying happy clown year from all of us at Unbuilt. <laughs> to celebrate, I'm going to make a balloon animal out of nothing. Get it? Because it doesn't exist. <laughs> Your hosts have a doozy of an episode for you about a Dumbo-themed circus land with a Mickey Mouse funhouse, a Disney circus, and a restaurant with just us clowns. <laughs> And no time makes any child leave. You're stuck here with just me. Oh no. The theme music made honk honk. Welcome, dreamers of all ages, to another episode of Unbuilt, an unrealized theme park podcast. With me here today, as always, is my co-host Ryan Dorman. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Fantastic! <laughs> Ready to get back into it. Yeah, 2022. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun this year, but most importantly, this year we start out with our very first series. We're going to be talking about... Frontierland expansions at Disneyland. Now, this one we have coming up is it's a little different than a Frontierland expansion. It is actually a gateway because when, uh, if you remember Disneyland when it originally opened, you didn't cross over to the other lands from the mm-hmm. lands. You had to go from the hub into one of the lands. So if you went to Frontierland, if you wanted to get to Adventureland, you had to go back. That just seems easy, right? That's just, that's just a that's a sensible idea is to push everyone back to the hub. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't ca- cause congestion at all. At of course all, no. not. Disneyland congested? I I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> if they wanted to make an expansion that was off of the hub, well, then they would need some sort of get- gateway at that time. And uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today. But before we get into it, um, how was your New Year's? Well, well, you know, see, uh, oh, so if you, you asked that question, I could give you a million things. This has been like the weirdest couple of days. We were supposed to record a couple of days ago. Right. And uh, I caught something. It wasn't COVID. <laughs> but whatever it was, it had me knocked out for like five days. So um, it's I got, you know, I got all the bad out in 2021. It mm-hmm. ended with a bang, and the hope is is that 2022 will be much, much nicer. <laughs> well, I mean, we've been saying that for like two years now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's still 2019, right? It's Right. It's, I blinked well, no, it now. I wish it was 2019. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a massive blur. I mean, I think, I don't know. I, I, I spoke to you about this. I'm going to, in two days, I'm going to Florida. Mm. So uh, it, we can all cross our fingers. <laughs> and hope that everything works out there. I optimism, right? It's optimism. not like you know we're hitting like the number one most cases in Florida in the history <laughs> of the pandemic, right? Right. Well, I mean the most record numbers in like the entire country. So it's just a horrible, uncomfortable, and potentially deadly sinus infection. I don't know what the mm. problem is. It's right. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how how was your New Year's, Ryan? I just chilled and um, dog sitting right now. 
and I watched a uh, terrible movie. I watched Being the Ricardos, and I thought it was terrible. It was bad? It was bad. Oh, yeah. Mm. I, I, every it's, time I've been to the movie theaters, they've had a trailer for it. And I'm like, this is Aaron Sorkin, and it's uh, but Javier Bardem, right? But mm-hmm. it didn't seem very interesting. Well, I saw a couple of your tweets about it, I think. Uh, uh, like... When you're when you decide to make a movie about I Love Lucy, uh, and every single scene is underlined with schmaltzy string score, mm. uh, I don't know what they were thinking at all. You know, do what we I was really looking forward to a, a gritty I Love Lucy real <laughs> story. I thought. I thought that was the untold, untold biopic. I don't know what, how could, how it could have gone poorly. And it's entirely a mess because, like, they conflate like pretty much the idea is it's like takes place in one week of uh, making an episode, but all the events are that happened like separately in history. They like all push into one week for some reason mm. because Sorkin wanted to like heighten the drama as much as possible. And it's not that, it's just not true then, right? <laughs> it's it's pretty much complete BS, yeah. Mm, lovely. Yeah. It's a movie, yeah. It's a or is it a limited series or a movie? I know it's on Amazon, but it's a movie. Oh okay. yeah, it's a movie. And okay. uh, it uh, has a lot of boring uh backstory segments where you find out how I uh, you know I love Lucy came to be and how Desi and Lucille Ball met it. Oh, I'm like, okay. I, just I, get me I, just I get me more JK Simmons being Bill Frog. That's great. Just more J.K. Simmons in general, I right. think, is mm-hmm. what we could use this year, right? <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so enough jabbering about Aaron Sorkin. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's, uh, let's move on and talk about our main segment. Episode one of the Frontierland expansions right now begins with Dumbo's Circus Land. Often you come into this having no idea about the topic in hand. Did you have any idea about this proposal? That you know, you you couldn't be more correct. I had absolutely no clue about this. Okay. That that early period of Disneyland, I guess because I guess we'll get to what eventually became of this plot. Uh, I think is something is when I become more familiar. But mm-hmm. in the the 60s and 70s, specifically like post-Walt, but pre, I don't know, 1982, I guess. Uh, it's a bit of a dead period in my history, so I'm excited to to hear about it. Right, so this is kind of those uh, what would Walt have done days. Exactly, yeah. Where they're they're trying, they're sticking everything to the board, and most importantly, and you'll, you'll see this when we're talking about it, it's a lot of relying on those old classic movies. Right. That, that they made during that time. Not, I don't believe there's any of those post-Walt mov- movies, besides obviously the Jungle Book, but the Jungle Book is kind of a somber. Uh, but the, all the characters that are being used is is directly from that Walt Disney period. Well, correct uh, if, me if I'm wrong, the, 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 the animation production grinded to like a screeching halt kind it, of well, when Walt passed. Not really. They they did really make wise. movies. They, well, yes, quality wise. Yes, that that's correct. I mean, you do find fans of Robin Hood. <laughs> uh, you, there are yeah, definitely fans true. of Robin Hood. 
for sure. Right. Although I find Robin Hood just okay, and it recycles a lot of animation, by the way. Right, because a lot of the I know a lot of people post videos and things like that of uh, the post Walt period having a lot of recycled animation mm-hmm. from a lot of the older keep, stuff, and yeah, keep budgets down, yeah. Exactly. Keep budgets down. And it just seems like, and nothing is nearly as iconic. I think, I don't know if that's just because it was less successful, uh, but it would make sense trying to dip back into the financial success of the Walt time mm-hmm. when they, Robin Hood, you know, maybe I don't think any kids were clamoring for. They did Robin have Hood one eyes. big success during that time. And that was the rescuers. Right. That's Yes. And that was a huge success. And that's actually comes out, I believe 1977, right before this would have been proposed to open. The the the, the interesting thing about it, and, and we'll talk about this later, is how IP driven it is. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, obviously, I don't want to spoil anything we're going to talk about, but there's a very particular uh, attraction or experience that is pretty smack dab IP driven, familiar mm-hmm. characters and things like that. I mean, <laughs> right. at that time, if you don't have anything new to ride on, right, and you're not necessarily going to be building these extravagant and experimental rides that Walt Disney would have been pushing for. You're probably mm-hmm. going to lean on the familiar blockbusters that are padding the, the, the money of the company at the time. Right. So uh, should we begin and go into what it was? Absolutely. In October 1941, Walt Disney released his fourth animated feature, Dumbo. In the film, an elephant trains to become a star, and he learns he can utilize his massive ear flaps to fly. The film became one of the most beloved animated films of all time. Fourteen years later, Disneyland opened, and roughly one month later, the attraction Dumbo the Flying Elephant debuted. It was not an opening day attraction. A fairly simple spinner ride, guests can guide their flying elephant car up and down as it swings along in a circle. The original elephants were pink, representative of the famous pink elephants on parade, and their ears were built to flap up and down. However, this effect rarely, if ever, worked, and then they also repainted the Dumbo elephants to resemble, well, Dumbo a little bit more. (laughs) Over the years, the attraction became more and more beloved as it became a staple of families to take their children on the ride. In the 1970s, a proposal to expand Frontierland came with a separate question. How do we connect guests to the new land? In those days, there was no Frontierland to find a land pathway. The idea would be to create a new mini land to bridge the gap to the west of It's a Small World, where Fantasyland Theater is located today. Several ideas were tossed out for inclusion in the land, but few things were constant. In Dumbo's Circus Land, the Dumbo Flying Elephant Ride would have been moved to the center of the circular land, raised on a raised platform similar to how the Astro Orbiter currently is at the Magic Kingdom. Surrounding it were circus tents, including various attractions, and a new entrance for Casey Jr. now boarding on the other side of Storybook Canal. So you can see in the show notes that uh, attraction is sort of flying over the midway there, which is pretty cool. And we've never seen a Dumbo like that. No, it, it seems like it's it's rather fascinating at how it's the center of the land, but it's also this incredible big set piece. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it is certainly similar to the Astro Orbiter, not nearly as high. It doesn't seem like right. right? I don't because I don't think you could go under the platform there. Uh, mm-hmm. in this conception, but no, this would be probably 
if it had this have been built, this would be like the most cinematic or majestic Dumbo attraction that Disney would have put together. Right. Okay. Entering under a circus tent, guests would see a Dumbo fountain themed to the firefighter segment in the film. To their left would be the entrance to Casey Jr. Circus Train and the elevated Dumbo in the center. To the immediate right would be Mickey's Madhouse. This attraction would be a zany dark ride, completely in black and white, playing homage to vintage Mickey cartoons. Instead of actual animatronic figures, guests would zip through the cardboard flat sets, illuminated with cartoons on screens, similar to If You Had Wings or the then-upcoming El Rio del Tempo. Ragtime music would play throughout the attraction with a funhouse-style entrance and and once again i have some concept art in there and you can see where on various window screens you have uh the cartoons playing out it's very similar almost to kind of mickey minnie's runaway railway in a more crude way right it's definitely more classic fantasy land Mm -hmm. and it's cartoon flat sets right Um, right with the projected animation it's yeah it, it it, it, it's an interesting idea, of course, because because it. it how do I say this? <laughs> so early Fantasyland definitely didn't necessarily have like narrative per se attractions. There were narratives, <laughs> but it was really just like moving through a bunch of cardboard story the, tales. The idea the was book. that you were supposed to be the main character, which is why on right. Peter Pan Fly and Snow White, you didn't see the main character, and they people always came off asking, well, where's Snow White? Where's Peter Pan? And they eventually added them in. Right. In this case, it seems like that's a little similar. I, yeah, you're definitely right about it being probably the most similar to Runaway Railway, where you're just moving through animated set pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that that's an attraction, of course, that received a lot of flack for not having a central narrative, but seemingly <laughs> they're... Uh... <laughs> what are you talking about, a central narrative? There is a narrative. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not really. Like, you just go through a bunch of scenes and spin around in circles. Mm-hmm. Well, I, and that was not... <laughs> maybe maybe my cynicism on Mickey and Minnie is, is b- budding too heavily. But I do think that, yeah, it, this a lot of the imagery in the pictures in the show notes for this Mickey's Madhouse is very similar to the... Um, What's it called? Uh, the Carnival Kid, I think, is the name of the the show, right? The 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 fam- the Mickey one where he talks, he eats the hot dogs. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, yes, yes. on the right hand, yeah, it seems like it's a it's a good blend between some just traditional you know barn and farm kind of stuff and uh, mm-hmm. uh, the Carnival that would be next door, the Dumbo one. Because so I believe it, there's also supposed to be like a steamboat Mickey scene as well, or a steamboat oh, okay. scene, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's supposed to be all, a lot of those throwbacks scenes. Yeah, I'm surprised. I don't know. Obviously, having been born 30 years later, I don't know what people in the 70s were interested in. <laughs> but it's surprising that people were interested in black and white Mickey Mouse cartoons. Um, or maybe they or, weren't. Maybe that's or why. maybe that's what cool. Disney thought they were. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it's like, I mean, nowadays people have a hard time even watching Mickey Mouse cartoons that are new. Um, going back, what, these would be at the time 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, it's just interesting that Disney would have such an interest in like taking a big new part of the Dumbo-themed area and be like, Mickey Mouse, it's a big <laughs> Mickey ride. <laughs> right. Okay, another proposed attraction was a Pinocchio dark ride, which not much is known about, most likely because it eventually became Pinocchio's Daring Journey in 1983. However, a full Stromboli's theater would be located in the front of the queue line as guests watch puppets perform. I got 
On the right-hand side, past Mickey's Madhouse, was a clown-themed cir- quick-service restaurant where surely nobody would have been scarred for life. <laughs> a bandstand would be located just outside. Another proposal for the Pinocchio spot was tossed in called Circus Disney. This animatronic spectacular ride would have had guests boarding a train and taking it to the circus. According to the book, Mark Davis, in his own words... Guests would have traveled through areas like the Wild Animal Menagerie, down a midway called Clown Alley, definitely not scarred for life again, uh, and finally into a big top where the vehicles would end up on stage as part of a three-ring show. Bill Justice and Phil Mendez did a fair amount of design work for this unrealized attraction, and Mark was also asked to contribute a few ideas. So you could see again. We have show notes. We could see these vehicles. They very. What's interesting though is that the vehicles each have one of Goofy's fellow performers on the back side of it, with Goofy leading the train in the front. Yeah. It's so interesting idea. It is interesting. So it's a circus. Oh, man. Sorry, I'm wrapping my mind around this one. I remember when I read it, I was just as confused. So it's a circus ride mm-hmm. about the circus. Yes. And the only Disney thing is, is that are the Disney people in the circus? Oh, okay. So, yes, yeah. they are. Yes, yeah. they are. Yeah. It's all it's a circus composed of entirely Disney animated characters. Man, they that period of time, <laughs> that period of time where they were harping so deeply on the Disney characters is, is mm-hmm. super fascinating. Right. <laughs> the acts of the circus would be from Disney characters throughout the entirety of its library from the 20s to the 70s, with Mickey juggling, Goofy leading a trio of clowns, Huey Dewey and Louie creating a duck ladder, Daisy is a snake charmer, Clarabelle Clow lifting weights, Elliot from Pete's Dragon breathing fire, various characters from Dan- the Dance of the Hour segment in Fantasia doing animal acts, Baloo is a di- lion tamer, and finally Dumbo with the entire Disney cast watching. So you can see there's like this giant scene where just it's like every Disney character at that time you can imagine, and like a dragon in the back, but it's not Pete's dragon. I don't know if that's supposed to be Maleficent in the back there. Yeah, it's um a, a more seasoned Disney fan might know better than me, but it's like mm-hmm. it's like yeah, it's like pinkish. Well, I'm colorblind. It's uh it's not black. It's, it's, <laughs> so it's blue, not Maleficent. It's right. blue spotted with a uh, pink nose and pink wings. And this is not figment. If that's anyone's no, wondering, it's like no. It almost looks like figment. Is, uh, did anyone see bed knobs and broomsticks? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's a good point. But it's very similar to like the Mickey Mouse review, like on steroids, which Mickey yes. Mouse review currently existed in Walt Disney World at the time. But oh, wow, uh, past the show building would have been the entrance to another land. And the Frontierland expansion, which we'll talk about next time. Uh, so why wasn't it built? When the plans for the first Frontierland expansion were next, Dumbo Circus Land was officially put on ice. The Pinocchio Dark Ride was then eyed for a redo of Disneyland's Fantasyland in the early 80s. 
In the late 80s, the spot would be utilized for the dance club Videopolis and eventually transformed into the Fantasyland Theater as it is today. In 2012, Storybook Circus opened at the Magic Kingdom, replacing Mickey's Toontown Fair, borrowing a few ideas from Circusland. However, neither Mickey's Madhouse nor Circus Disney ever saw the light of day as full-blown attractions. At this time, we ask, what if? What if Dumbo's Circusland was built? Uh, would it still exist today or have been bulldozed for Frozen? Uh, would the Circus Disney attraction have been ma- as mind-blowing as we might have thought? Or would it be the much cheaper Pinocchio attraction have been built instead? So what what are your thoughts? Hmm. So like I the one thing that keeps coming to my head, and I know it's not related. Maybe it's just because of a hyper obsession. Maybe it's because it's just interesting. Is around the time when they were doing the Winnie the Pooh for president thing? Yeah, Pooh for president. Right. And I know that that might sound like a complete pull out of left field, but it seems like Disney had a very interesting relationship to their characters. And it's one that you don't see nowadays as much anymore. Like a dedication to like the core bunch. And obviously, again, it's because like there was no there was no other bunch. Yeah, exactly. Right. This was all they had was the the Mickey the famous Mickey Mouse characters. Uh, Winnie the Pooh was particularly popular. Dumbo was incredibly successful, and then a cast of characters from a variety of of movies. Right. Mm. It's why you see the Fantasia characters pop up around this time is because you have a wealth of characters that people might not be familiar with, but whatever. It's a Disney animated character. Right. If this thing was built, well, number one, the thing that's fascinating, right, is that this vaguely was built in, like in spirit, right, in Walt Disney World. Right. We did get a circus expansion to Dumbo in Walt Disney World as the replacement for what Mickey's Birthday Land it was or whatever. Mickey's, yeah, it's first yeah, Birthday Land, Toontown Fair. And well, what's funny is that it kind of reverse engineered itself into it because <laughs> it was Birthday Land, and Birthday Land had these cheap tents because they needed to build it in what ninety days or something like that. Right. And then they transformed the Mickey's Toontown Fair because well, we can't have Toontown on both coasts, and there's a Toontown. In Japan, whatever. Uh, we and so this is their summer home, and they go down, and there, there's a there, there's the fair is there, so we can make it work Keep like the that. Tents up. <laughs> right, yeah. And then with Fantasyland uh, expansion, they were like originally going to tear it down for right. Pixie Hollow, and then right. decided, wait, guys, oh, hold on, let's let's rethink this. And they kept the coaster there, which was uh, originally the Barnstormer. And now it's well, no, it's still the Barnstormer. It's it's what called the Great Goofini. The the, the Barnstormer featuring the Great Goofini. That's it. Oh, which yeah, is that's, uh, that's interestingly awful. lazy name because they had to repaint all the signs, anyways. So why mm-hmm. even? I guess people knew it was the Barnstormer. Um, in right. regards to the general circus Dumbo theme, the initial pitch about raising Dumbo and stuff like that. Well, let me ask you this: you might know more because people might might come to you and ask about Disney. What does the average guest think about Dumbo like today? Like maybe back in the past, I think Dumbo was like the quintessential Disney ride, right? It was like when oh, you so you're Disney talking World about the ride, World. not the IP. 
Yeah, yeah well, I, well, the movie's like what an hour long, and I bet no one's seen it. And uh, <laughs> is it on Disney Plus? Is it? I don't yeah, know. It's, it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> that was petty, and it's um, full of it. It's an entirety. <laughs> it is entirety. <laughs> so if. You know, nowadays, I think the f- movie is certainly familiar. People know what Dumbo the character is. But I think there was a period where if you engaged with any pop culture Disney park discussion, Dumbo came up. Nowadays, I don't know if that's as much the case. What do you, what do you think? So the interesting thing about Dumbo the ride is that it's really this family attraction that is sort of this first rights uh, and it's interesting that it's not it's less the carousel more Dumbo I think because mm-hmm. you could you can take your your kid's photo on a carousel anywhere right but to have the photo of your kid on a Dumbo is so uniquely iconic that's true and is so memorable that it just it creates this incredibly long line and kids are kids are never usually that scared of Dumbo or any of these spinner attractions because you are in control of it. You Mm. can control whether or not you are low to the ground or not. So if you have a kid who's a daredevil, you can go up high. If you have a kid who's not a daredevil, you just stay low to the ground and mom and dad can ride with you. It really is the quintessential first attraction for a parent and their child. Mm. That is fantastic. Fantastic description. Honestly, mm-hmm. you make you make me want to ride Dumbo, yeah. and I'm. I'm <laughs> um, but that's the why they built two of them in Disney World. Right. They have to build two of them. <laughs> you got to get double the people on it, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting. So that's the interesting thing is that when you when you speak of Dumbo like that, you're, I think you're 100 percent right. Just because I di- I don't think I got it until you said it, but that's very true. It's a very cust- It's a customizable ride. It's very unique. The kid can engage with it as they want. Now that being said, is it sufficiently like obviously it's popular enough to build two but is it a draw enough as an experience that it requires an entire themed land to justify it because in disneyland i think the fascinating thing is that it it isn't it's just basically smack dab in the entry of fantasyland in disney world obviously disneyland no it's not it's actually at the back of the land like okay so you're right let me be more clear it's behind the carousel but if you Mm -hmm. if you're walking into fantasyland right you can it's like oh, it's pretty damn close, and it's not, and it's it's not like a special Dumbo area like in Walt Disney World. It's mm-hmm. just the Fantasyland spinner attraction that's yeah. a, a hop, skip, and a jump away from, mm-hmm. say, Mister Toad's. Right. I think that building an entire area for Dumbo, especially in an, a park as crammed for space as Disneyland, would have been a disaster. And I don't mm-hmm. think it would have made it past the 1980s. Okay. Right. Because the the if the circus land was built, you, you lose so much space to like basically what amounts to a spinner attraction, which is fine. But like, you know, spinner attractions take up a lot of space as they are. I, I mean, Tomorrowland I, itself. Well, you have to remember there's more than just that. Well, I, I, I guess. Uh, yes. I, I guess if you're including. So if we're, if we're going and like talking about the additional stuff, right. Let's say additionally the Mickey Mouse attraction, right? I don't know. Do you think that as like the parks expanded into more, uh, how should I say, cutting edge, right? Ideas, Star Wars specifically with Star Tours. Do you think Mickey Mouse cartoons 
old vintage ones had a place in Disneyland in the 1980s? Hmm, that's a great question. Whether or not this attraction would have worked would have severely relied on people's nostalgia. Right. And and of course, the execution of the attraction, this was supposed to be a very, very quick, fast, uh, zany ride kind of looking back towards, you know, what the the current day Mickey Mouse shorts do, which is why it's a great apt comparison to Mickey Minnie's Runaway Railway. And Runaway Railway really is based on the new Mickey shorts where Mickey is zany. That's that's that was supposed to be the idea was it was a throwback. But the only thing uh that catches me off guard about it is that it is in black and white, which is it's it's a bold idea for an attraction, uh, for sure. I mean, it's it's something that the, even like the great movie ride didn't even attempt, mm. which is the interesting looking back on when you went into the great movie ride. I don't think they ever focused on any like black and white films in that movie t- in the ride. Uh, Casablanca they? is in it. Yeah, that's um, right. They do have they, Casablanca, and that's is it is it colored? I, I, can't I remember. I, I think it was colored because I think they have the the animatronics of yeah they Humphrey do Bogart. yeah they do yeah. I, Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bergman and I don't mm. know what about my mind can't tell me if it's if it was I I'm willing to bet that that it was completely like that it was in color I'm gonna look it up yeah um, it, you can look it I, up because that that I they I don't think they've ever done one of those attractions. Where the entire setting, the entire attraction is colored in black and white. Yeah, and that's a bit odd. If you look at the drawings here in uh, the um, for the Mickey attraction, excuse me, it's like really white. <laughs> like I don't know if it's just artist conception, but if like that black and white part that you're seeing in the picture is what if the attraction is going to look like, it would look like an unfinished sketchbook. And the problem is, is that the Fantasyland attractions at the time already did look like sketchbooks, like cardboard cutouts and sketchbooks and paintings, which is nice. Mm-hmm. This attraction, though, especially without projection mapping, would have looked weird, I think. Yeah. It would have but, looked yeah. really weird. By the way, the Casablanca scene was in color. Right. I, 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 they, I mean, everyone was in, yeah, they had them in full costume and uh, they painted mm-hmm. the walls. I guess, I don't think there's any other black and white in that attraction i can't think of anything black and white i've ever seen in a theme park yeah me either and i remember they were originally going to do the wizard of oz uh, that's right going to have the tornado scene in black and white but that was also going to be done entirely through projections yeah so in terms of the the initial dumbo circus if if the initial dumbo circus had been built right let's just say flat out the Dumbo ride, the race platform that would give a lot of attention to an attraction that probably would require an expansion, right? Mm-hmm. Like if that was built, I think it would waste a lot of space in Disneyland. The Mickey Mouse one though, I don't even know what that would look like. Mm-hmm. I, I like if I don't want to assume <laughs> that it would just look like a pencil line drawing <laughs> fantasy land dark ride <laughs> that looks really boring, but it's like an incredibly experimental idea mm-hmm. for what would go in a Disney park. I don't, I, I guess I'd have to ask someone who was a kid in the seventies <laughs> like, if they, if they really cared for Mickey mouse cartoons in a day before the internet and after the, you know, after they stopped playing in movie theaters. That's an interesting like point that. because I know they, the reason why the, Circus Disney attraction, you know, it has all these Disney characters in it is because at the time the Disney company was making the most profit out of re-releasing those films in the theaters, right? In the theaters, right. Yeah. But I don't know about 
the Mickey shorts if they were being re-released or I have no I, idea how that stuff worked. Yeah, because I mean, at the time, well, I uh, oh geez, I'm really going to show my age. There was no home video, <laughs> right? Right. So I think yeah, there right, wouldn't have been until the eighties. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the only way you'd be able to watch it is either like let's say at Disneyland, but I don't know, you know, whatever. But I guess at the movie theaters, perhaps well, before a movie, but I don't think that was really common. In the seventies, where the Pinocchio attraction is today, there was a theater that showed Mickey Mouse shorts. Yeah, because I guess everyone has like a familiarity, perhaps, or maybe the Disney Channel at the time. Oh, or maybe they would play them on Wonderful World of Color, or you know, one of the Walt Disney Presents. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I see because that that that's interesting. I would it have made it into the eighties? I don't think so. I don't know. (laughs) Like I think like Michael Eisner would have stepped in and went, "Okay, well, only a mark this to." Be bulldozed sometime soon. Well, he could have put it in the Mickey Mouse Hotel, right? You know, he, was, <laughs> he was full of his own horrible Mickey Mouse ideas. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I do think for sure that if this existed, it would have existed alongside another idea mm-hmm. that would have only existed if the. <laughs> it's like again when when you get into these like what if ideas, you have to like consider. The reason why such things would exist in the first place. Right. And it, it does get kind of convoluted and a little, I guess, a little confusing on trying to make sense of it all. Because, okay, this, if, if, if this existed, then this would have to existed, which means the Walt Disney Company at the time would have been successful because of this property being successful. Right. It's yeah, it's it's kind of hard to wrap your your head around. Well, it's fascinating because when we look back at these things, we often look at them as if like you know they made it to the building stage, or at least what if it was like completed? What if it was even finalized? Some of these very well could just be like you know some boss said, "I need an attraction by the end of the week. Can you bring me something?" And the guy's like, "Okay, this one's Mickey Mouse, mm-hmm. and uh, he eats a black and white ride," <laughs> and and it was like, "No, no, no." The, the, a lot of these ideas are kind of. They're at the whim of the success of the company, like you were saying, and the perspective of the company, but as well as like how far these ideas make it down the line is certainly dependent on so many factors. Like, for example, the Pinocchio ride, obviously now I couldn't find a more appropriate spot for it than Fantasyland. Right. If it was like the same Pinocchio ride, I think it would look a bit odd in that really interesting circus festival tent. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm definitely more interested in that clown quick service restaurant, though. Oh my God. Why? Because, like, because it would be, you know what? You know what? I'll say it like this. At least it would open with a restaurant, Toy Story Land. Mm. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, Woody's Lunchbox. No, oh, that doesn't count. That's like a, that's like a oh, Epcot Festival Pavilion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I. Yeah, so is that that picture you have in the show notes is the clown quick service thing? Yeah. That's all there exists of it? That's all exists of it. We what don't do you know. Think if, no. We don't know who was there. If it was uh, Bozo or Chucko. Or, <laughs> we don't know which clown lurked there. Chucko the clown. Um, yeah, I, I, I think th- this land is, is, is almost sporadic with its ideas. I find it fascinating that even in the 70s, they were so dedicated to their characters. And then in 1982, they'd be like, meh, that's cool. Put something <laughs> out with literally none of them. 
What do you think the most interesting thing that they could have built here was? Honestly, and I know we just talked about this a lot, mm. I'm very interested in that Mickey's Madhouse attraction. Really? Uh, because if you had Wings and El Rio de Tempo, which I don't know, are you familiar with any of those? I mean, I know, yes, El Rio del Tiempo, I've seen video of more than I've seen if you have wings. I mean, of course, it's relatively similar in structure to the current Three Caballeros attraction, but without mm-hmm. a narrative, right? It's more right. just passing through video show scenes mm-hmm. uh, projected onto a wall. So this as well would have like seemingly no narrative then, yes? Yeah, it would have been just fa- passing through vignettes. And what I find is interesting about it is that, number one, it's all in black and white, but number two is that it would attempt to have bombarded you with so much visual stimuli but also being doing it in such a quick succession that i think it would have worked unlike the more static el rio del tempo or mm-hmm. if you had wings which I, I i never rode if you had wings so there's there's proponents for that one but i don't know every time i look at it i kind of find it it's hard when you're slow moving through it that's that's the difficulty yeah well, the, the thing that's interesting about this is that I, I okay, I, obviously not to dredge up the Mickey and Minnie thing, but like having a strict central narrative is not necessary. It's just interesting that this attraction would seemingly be like moving through a bunch of show scenes, and it would mm-hmm. probably be reused cartoons. Yeah, I would take a, a guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I don't know if they would create new animation for this. No, no, obviously not. It would be like here's a clip from you know Steamboat Willie, and here's a clip from. Carnival Kid and playing crazy and stuff like that. Yeah, that, that's interesting. It almost doesn't quite look like it fits in the circus. It would obviously I be know, like well, kind of. This is supposed uh, to be a, a dark ride. It's supposed to be your traditional carnival dark ride. That's why. Oh, it is supposed to be a traditional carnival dark ride. Oh, so right. so in the the picture that's connected in here is this one of the scenes in the attraction? Yes. Oh, I thought this was the uh, the show building of the attraction. This no, would instead no, be no, no, no. That's that's oh. one of the scenes. Oh, okay. So this is more akin to like a fun house. So like. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Oh. Okay, yeah, I think you, you might win me over here a little bit now. Um, mm-hmm. It is odd that part of it seems like it's done in the animated black and white, and part of it is just painted show scenes. Would yeah, you I, have liked I think... it more if it was like a, the walkthrough funhouse style? You had like yeah, I do. Tunnel and stuff like yeah, that. I, it could have been a dark ride still. I would have mm-hmm. liked it if it was like a uh, a just a traditional fun house. It would definitely made it feel cheaper. And this whole thing kind of feels a little cheap, the circus land, um, just because carnivals are not necessarily the most elegant, I guess, of experiences, right, to model in your theme park. But I do think that if it was more along the lines of like, this is a fun house, it is being, it is a Mickey Mouse themed fun house, right? It would be a bit more... It would feel a bit more uh, appropriate for the land than if it's like, okay, we're just going to go through a bunch of Mickey Mouse scenes, mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's the fun house. I guess if the animation turned out well, you, you can't really complain, though. But Yeah. And what's interesting is that they also had the proposal for the Circus Disney attraction, which the budget for that would be like a hundred times more than the Pinocchio one. Hmm. Like, oh my god, this this would have been nuts. This is definitely one of those attractions that I don't think would have ever gotten built. The Circus Disney one? Yeah. I think well, so what's what what exactly distinguishes it then from Mickey Mouse Review if like one could get built and one couldn't? They well, seem a little bit similar. I mean, I guess this one is maybe a bit more in depth. I don't know Mickey, exactly yeah, how the Mickey that Mickey Mouse last Review was, was Dumbo. Was a show. 
and this is a ride with mm. now what i think is and, and looking at the sh- concept art it seems that the first part of the ride would have been uh, you know you're traveling through the circus to get to the big top and right. there would have been scenes with probably a more limited animatronics mm-hmm. and then you get to the final scene and it's just going through all these various acts like this massive show scene that's kind of akin to the uh, haunted mansion ballroom or just there's so much going on at once right and i think if you're if, if this was a show this would have worked a little bit better i right. guess but this seems so elaborate, especially with all these Disney characters doing incredible tricks. Like, how do you make an animatronic juggle? <laughs> well, what you do is you 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 remember it's the 1970s, and you put two balls in Mickey Mouse's <laughs> hands, and you you put one in the air, and you have him move left and right really slowly, yeah. and that's all it is. <laughs> it would probably be very cheap. Visible string, right? <laughs> yeah, it would probably see. That's the thing is that if it was done with like the animatronic quality of something like America sings or Mickey mouse review or something like that. It would be impossible uh, to me. It seems this seems like it would be done rather cheaply though. I, oh, really? I literally have no clue how you do the final scene with Dumbo. Yeah. I have no, with it, uh, without it being a bunch of cardboard and like, Oh God, enough to put the company out of business. Cause of how embarrassing or, or it's it just is. like a projection of them. It's oh, like a projection, of all the characters. Like the, and like the end of Roger Rabbit or something like that. Just have like a bunch of the animated characters come up and yeah. watch the Dumbo animatronic. Right. Yeah, I could totally see that. Mm. Yeah, it, it's this seems like a bunch of good ideas insofar that they would be inventive. But like, I can't think of a way that they would go about doing it, especially mm-hmm. at the time. Right, because like you were saying, you have to keep in mind like the where the company was at the time and how it would have been built. If this thing would have been finished. I would imagine a lot of this will be static, right? So the the one um, there's a picture in the show notes of Huey, Dewey, and Louie and Chip and Dale all stacked together next to a giraffe. That mm-hmm. would be like in my mind, small world level. Oh, okay, so it's like kind you know. of like moving back and forth. I think that like that's that. how yeah. this would look. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be it would be like a bunch of like you know maybe Goofy has his or, or Horace, right? There's one with Horace with the weight, and maybe there's like a little speaker that's like oh, and it's like got like the the straining sound, and then he's just <laughs> holding it, and he maybe right. moves a little bit like left and right. It would be very small world esque. Okay, so you're in my thinking, mind, you're thinking that this is going to be more limited rather than well let's say it isn't the company would probably go bankrupt (laughs) (laughs) epcot would probably put this company under because like i couldn't um of what they've done at the time right around the 1970s this would be like their most the technology just doesn't quite seem like it's completely there unless they went with like, like epcot they they built what how many let's see like one two three four 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 gigantic five five gigantic animatronic filled spectaculars right all Mm. in the span of like one to two years so this seems like it would have been one of those but just with disney characters which uh don't let bob chapek care about because that's that's something for him that's something that he would like (laughs) on the way congratulations bob chapek it's your first official solo day on the job he's done such a good job having two people on the job that I can only get better when he's got one, right? Yeah. (laughs) The one thing to remember though, is that animatronics as people specifically in, uh, I obviously, you know, 
the the Epcot animatronic spectaculars, a lot of them had uh, dinosaurs. Of course, are are doable. Mm-hmm. People are easy. Animated characters are really hard because you have to get not only like the odd proportions, but they have to like look good. Um, right. And Figment is like really good because he's not less an animated character and more a puppet, right? Because right. because they're instead of trying to get an animate uh, an animatronic Mickey Mouse on there or something like that, they're getting just basically what is a muppet <laughs> which mm-hmm. is already physical having to do like you know goofy as an animatronic and have it actually be good i don't envy that person to me it seems seen, like it's a lot of static have you seen the mickey mouse review i have not, not in person I, obviously no 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 i've not i've seen like i've seen a couple of videos of you've it you've seen and, the videos yeah and i've seen obviously i've seen some of the animatronics that made their way to the mexico pavilion right from japan from tokyo uh so it is doable (laughs) they are doable maybe why do you think that this attraction would have been like significantly because mickey mouse review is a lot of i mean i i I, i'm looking at pictures now it is they are small world almost level animatronics like they seem like they have more articulation on them Mm -hmm. but they are like static Wood builds. Not, it, not quite. It, like, right. it kind of depends like, on what right. they were doing in the scene, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. But like some, like like the Mickey Mouse is kind of off because yes. just you know having a three D Mickey Mouse is kind of hard. Yeah, well, that's the yeah. It was a translation from two D to three D that makes it more difficult than not. Well, do you think that this would have been like this big show stopping experimental and com- computationally extravagant attraction? Or do you I think, think that's it would what have they, been? They wanted it to be. That's what they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they could have pulled it, pulled it off? No. <laughs> well, then, then the obvious question is what would happen if they built it? Would it have survived into the next decade? Or Well, yeah, that's like, that's the thing. I think. I think you are right. I think eventually it would kind of be like a mix of, you know, semi-static and complex animatronics. And I don't think it would have existed today. I think this would have gotten replaced the entire, the entire land. What we still have Casey Jr. We still have Dumbo, but Mm. then again, the attractions that would have been like Pinocchio or uh, Mickey's Madhouse or Circus Disney, I think eventually would have gotten replaced. And this land would have been absorbed by Fantasyland, ironically. It would yeah. Been. Yeah. I mean, I could, especially with the real estate that it would be sitting on and with the time. So let's again assume, assuming Disney like moves forward as a company without the rest of the company just keeps going, right? Like there's no change to the future of the Disney company and the parks just happen to add a Dumbo circus land. Uh, with the newer Disney animated films and like the, the Renaissance, I don't know if people would have been as attracted to something like this, this Disney circus. Right. right, because the character, you know, the Robin Hood characters are whatever, but now you have Little Mermaid. Like, what are you bothering with uh, Br'er Bear anymore? Well, right. <laughs> tell Tony Baxter that. <laughs> well, technically, that was that was a solution that found its way on its own because of America Sings, which was another Mark Davis-led attraction with a bunch of complex very nice animatronics but and that was in 1974 so i think it's possible they could have pulled it off i think it may have worked better if this were a show would you yeah definitely because i think that was my initial thought of what it was in the first place just because of just because that last scene like it doesn't Mm -hmm. they were definitely looking for a lot and the more that you describe it the more i can see that yeah they were really trying to explore 
some mm-hmm. cutting edge levels of animatronic dark ride right. action, I guess, right? I think as a show you could have definitely done it. It would be it would have been horribly identical to Mickey Mouse Review. Probably put off a lot of people who wanted something completely new and were getting an attraction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mickey like, Mouse Review, but it's a circus. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, they would just come out and say, and now it's Huey, Dewey, and Louie doing the whatever. <laughs> and then they'd do it, and then everyone would clap. Everyone would say, this is really boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that I think that this whole expansion is missing like a keystone attraction. And that key attraction, I guess, is Dumbo. But Dumbo is a kid attraction. And it, it, I don't know if it was necessarily... Like, this is like experimental and new, but if it was built, it probably would have gotten hampered by budget. The Mickey Mouse attraction is really neat. Like, it's a really neat idea, but I mm-hmm. wonder how much people would have gravitated towards a fun house of just clips of Mickey things that they're perhaps not as familiar with. And the clown restaurant's scary. But yeah. <laughs> I guess maybe the Pinocchio ride was going to be that one that one thing. But look at them dipping back into older properties mm-hmm. for Pinocchio there. And uh, eventually, that's the thing that seems to be the most successful of the ideas because we got it. Well, um, yeah, and I guess well, Pinocchio though is an easier sell, I'd imagine, than mm-hmm. all these old Disney characters. It's like, oh, it's everyone likes Pinocchio, right? I it's guess. probably one of the most popular re-releases they do. At oh, the time. well, at the t- at the time, I guess. I mean, the numbers must speak for themselves, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If if they were looking to do a Pinocchio ride, then people probably quite liked right. Pinocchio. Now, what's interesting about it is that this was supposed to be opened up in 1976. In 1983, we got that big new Fantasyland redo. So mm. do we see that the Fantasyland redo still happens? or? Um, well, okay, so why did they do the Fantasyland redo? Well, number one, because it was old, right? It was old. Um, and it, was showing, it was showing significant age. So Tony Baxter goes through all these attractions uh-huh. and goes – this entire area feels creaky and old, and I need to redo it. Well, that would obviously necessarily be the same. I mean, they're mm-hmm. still the same old attractions, whether they build Dumbo's Circus Land or not. Would it have gotten the financing? Maybe not. Yeah, right. Like maybe, maybe it would have been pushed off. Well, right. Like it's like, well, we just built this. We just added this whole addition to Fantasyland. Right. You know why? Mm-hmm. Why? Why would we build a new Fantasyland when we have the Dumbo one? At the same time, though, Videopolis certainly served a a, a value in the parks, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it, the Videopolis that was eventually built there definitely seemed like it was a big crucial part of getting to 80s culture and like a part of the culture of the 1980s Disney Company. So mm-hmm. I think that that. Well, what do you think? Maybe the Tomorrowland uh, stage would have stayed, huh? <laughs> it's possible. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> if they never built Videopolis. I think that, um, oh man, yeah, they definitely would have had to have redone Fantasyland, right? Yeah. I, mean, I, well, I think eventually, well, eventually, yes. Eventually, yes. But would have happened that soon? Uh, would, have, would we be looking at a vastly different Fantasyland now? Well, I don't actually know how bad of a state were these attractions in Pretty at bad. the time. Yeah, it, that seems like it was inevitable. Mm-hmm. I guess unless this bombed, right? Unless like nobody cared about it. Nobody this. cared about Dumbo's Circus Land? Yeah. Well, how many people care about Dumbo? <laughs> it's funny. We just live in such a different time. Yeah. Like you, you, you entice people. Like I have friends who are not Disney fans. Like they are not. They've never been to the Disney parks. 
it was always like a pipe dream or even just something they didn't care about. And they are making their way in a couple of days to Disneyland to go to Avengers campus. And like, I didn't have the heart to tell them that it's like a, you know, three by three square foot thing with no e-ticket. Um, (laughs) yet, yet, yet. Yeah. Yo, it's still in the buildings there. The gift shops there. Yeah. Actually, is that gift shop even open in there? Uh, no, uh, no, it's just it's just a building where they do events on right. the little on the stunt shows. Yeah, yeah. So the but what draws guests nowadays is certainly two properties that Disney didn't have a handle of in the eighties and the seventies. Mm-hmm. It's Star Wars and it's Marvel. Uh, nowadays, it was was Dumbo there? <laughs> I feel like hopefully no one listens to this because I feel like <laughs> I deserve to be beaten over the head. But was Dumbo there? Star Wars back then? <laughs> like was that that successful that they could I do think an entire? The, just land? the ride was successful. Right, but is okay. So, but what's the question? Like, is Dumbo successful because people love it, or is Dumbo successful because it's the only ride in the park that you can put your two year old on? That's I my th- question about Dumbo the whole time. Is that like? I've never, I personally never had like a thing for Dumbo. Like everyone talks about how great Dumbo is. And I almost wonder, is Dumbo great just because kids can go on it? That's, Did a, it need valid, a, whole that's a valid, that's a valid point. I think it goes into two camps. I think it was pre-established on nostalgia. It's all nostalgia. I, I don't think it, I don't think it really has anything to do with the popularity of Dumbo as I can't believe I'm going to say it's a brand (laughs) or a film because I I think people are familiar with Dumbo in a way. I mean, they certainly got, you know, people talking, people know about the crows. People definitely know about that. that, The whole essence of whether or not Dumbo is popular because people love Dumbo or not, I think it's moot because it really is just that's the Disneyland attraction. That is the Disneyland attraction. Right. And and the whole point, I, I, I know we're fans of themed entertainment doing a themed entertainment podcast, but with Disneyland, really, you take your kids and you put them on the ride and you get the photo mm-hmm. of your kid riding a ride with you. And that's that's magical. And it's, it's really something else for parents. So that's that's all I have to say for Dumbo the attraction. Hmm. Now I think you're you're making an argument of whether or not this is important enough to base the land around. And no, I don't think so. I think this is just a tentative and loose concept mm-hmm. to base uh, other attractions around, which is why we don't have three Dumbo attractions. We have the Dumbo Spinner attraction and attractions based on other properties that fit that sort of circus theme. Right. No, yeah, that makes sense. It's because, well, but it is Dumbo's circus land. Right. Is, is mm-hmm. the circuit like, cause, cause whatever, whether or not the other attractions are explicitly or implicitly like related to Dumbo, mm-hmm. it's an, it's a circus that wouldn't necessarily be there had they not decided to latch onto the Dumbo property. Right. Mm-hmm. And to me, I find it like super difficult to justify that. And I would find it even more difficult to justify that in the future. Mm-hmm. Why, right. Like whether Disneyland needs an entire circus area for a well, couple th- of attractions that feel kind of cheap. I can't. Well, except for the Disney circus. I don't know we, how much that would cost. We have Magic Kingdom. We have Storybook Circus. Yeah, but that's yeah, that is cheap. <laughs> it is. No, it is cheap, but it is technically based around Dumbo. 
True. Because Dumbo Circus was Storybook Circus. Have you ever met anyone who's like hankering to go to Storybook Circus? <laughs> uh, kids, I guess. Think so? I don't even think kids. I want to go ride the Barnstormer. I want to go yeah, ride no Dumbo. No way. I don't believe that. You, the only meet, people you see. I the only go people you see characters at <laughs> Pete's silly sideshow, whatever. It is. Yeah, I want to go. Yeah, I want to go to the water fountain. And then go to the toy store with like a million overpriced fifty dollars. Oh, you know that's animals. like the, the the most profitable uh, store on property. Maybe that's why they wanted to do the Dumbo Circus. Mm. Yeah, that's the interesting thing. There was no gift shops pointed out in this, but I'm sure. Oh come on! You know they would be there. They're, they're definitely mm-hmm. there. Yeah, they, they 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 don't even need to mention the gift shops explicitly. But maybe Dumbo is like a cash cow. Maybe that's what it is, is that like Dumbo brings people to the parks. It attracts children to go on the rides. They can sell some some nice merchandise about a, a nice little <laughs> little elephant. They're trying to pay off that stupid neighborhood they're building in Florida. So. <laughs> Lake Nona Circus Land, where all the clowns go to. I'm oh, sorry, man. Imagineers out there, and you're not clowns. <laughs> the, the, you know, a, a clown restaurant... They would have a big shoe, like a something in a shoe, right? Like a clown shoe. <laughs> if it was current Disney, they it would sell like a thirty-five dollar yeah. clown, clown shoe. shoe. That's right, and it would be Just really ice big. cream in a clown shoe. That's ex- hey, now you're thinking. Now you're thinking. If it was now, sell that on day one, right? It would be it would be ice cream in a clown shoe, and uh, they would run out of clown shoes, and people would sell them on eBay. Yes. And Here's my $1,800 for my clown shoe that that's I right. washed out the, all the uh, chocolate ice cream out of. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> and they would, they would, of course, they would have some popcorn. Um, and, oh, yeah, and popcorn. I think obviously. of what they would have at this clown mm. restaurant. Uh, hot dogs, right. <laughs> chicken nuggets. You know, it's uh, funny. I didn't even mention the Mickey Mouse Club Circus, which opened in the winter of 1955 and was – an absolute failure because nobody wanted to go to the circus at Disneyland. What do you mean? The petting zoo wasn't popular. Why uh, Why wouldn't the Mickey Mouse Club Circus be any popular? <laughs> it's, like, it's like one of Walt's few Disneyland failures that he did. Except for the first day of Disneyland, right? Which is right. Mm-hmm. an automatic failure. Yeah. No water. <laughs> Walt's, Walt's folly. Disney's folly. Okay, so build it or no, would we like Dumbo Circus Land to be built or not? No. No. Okay. (laughs) Can you go deeper into it? (laughs) No, I will not. Thank you. Okay. Uh, (laughs) No, uh, I think (laughs) I'm starting a new thing on this show this year. I'm going to stop talking. I'm going to say one word answers. It'll be the most boring podcast you've ever listened to. Now, I think, I think, okay, so Dumbo Circus Land as an idea, right? Does the Dumbo attraction necessitate an expansion to Disneyland? In my mind, no. It's a great attraction for kids. It's iconic because it's simple. Adding on more to it would be a waste of time. Okay, the Mickey Mouse attraction is a smart idea, but I think we've seen, I've seen how it could be done, right? In like the Mickey Mouse runaway railway. And that is so dependent on like new technology that I kind of question how well it could have been done in the past. Uh, The clown restaurant should be opened as soon as possible, actually. Uh, that I would build, and the <laughs> big proponent of clown restaurant. You know I, what? Let's just, let's just move out. Take some galaxy, <laughs> rise the resistance, pull it out, put clown restaurant. That would be. You know, they would at least open a restaurant, right? Mm-hmm. 
wouldn't matter what it is. Uh, so the the clown restaurant, yeah. Um, but the 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 Disney Circus. My bet is that if it was made, it would look much, much, much closer to Small World than it would something like uh, Mickey and Minnie's or a more developed dark ride. Mm-hmm. So I would say that no, they probably spared a bit of embarrassment for a super dated ride uh, by right. not building it. So I would say pretty much most of this no. I, it doesn't no. seem like a good okay. thing. Uh, for me, I would say no, with the exception of the clown restaurant. No, I'm. Uh, I would say <laughs> no, with the exception of the Mickey's Madhouse attraction. I don't know why, but that hmm. I really kind of want to see that. I and, wish if there was more concept art. I feel like I'd be a bit more interested. Right now, I just know I don't know what it would even how it would even come to fruition. What mm-hmm. the ideas would there? Be. There is a couple more pieces. I, I could show you that off air. Oh. Okay. Um, with it, I think that if if they were and and this is weird to say this, take the ride element out of it and make it a walkthrough funhouse. I'd be really interested to see that. Yeah, I think walkthroughs are a hard sell at Disneyland, of mm-hmm. course, right? But I do think that absolutely I agree. If it was something like the Cinderella's or Jesus Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough, right. mm-hmm. uh, I, I I could totally see that working because it would be super simple and. Charming, charming, and it would you would probably be, be a bit easier to do the projection mapping in the cartoons. It'd be like walking into like the Main Street Theater, right? Is you would just kind of walk through, see a little piece, and watch a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Unless they were trying to add some like kinetic element to the moving of the cart. Like in my mind, it would probably move very similarly to Mister Toad's. It would be like very jerky and and zany, right? Right. Um, so, but but I, I definitely agree with you that like a dark ride, a walkthrough fun house, like a real fun house, would probably be a bit more more, more fitting for that. One. Mm-hmm. Okay, the whole idea of Circus Land was once again to create a gateway, and the gateway was to lead to the next expansion, which is Tony Baxter's Discovery Bay. Mm. That's what we're going to be discussing next week, and for the next. Three for the next three uh, episodes, we're going to be discussing three different ideas. Well, actually four, but one episode we're going to do two and one. Four ideas for taking that spot that would have been Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and what it could have been instead. So, I guys, I really, really hope you tune in in a couple weeks as we take a look into Discovery Bay. Surely you know something about Discovery Bay, right? I, you know, I'm going in kind of blind. Uh-huh. You always ask me this. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Discovery Bay. It is a very famous. Yeah, so, I mean, Discovery Bay is certainly one of those ideas. Especially, well, let's say, uh, let's say, let's say somebody in the audience has never heard of it. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Discovery Bay is one of those mythalized ideas, right. one of those Tony Baxter ideas that that kind of lives on as like. You know, could Disney, should Disney have followed this path? Should there have been some real explorative, experimental, and hyper themed edition? Discovery right. Bay would be absolutely one of the temples. So I do know quite a bit about it, but I think that coming in and, and listening to it, uh, you, you'd be surprised about how many ideas around that time made it to the drawing board and just never got finalized because they That's were true. too. Some of them were just too good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they also relied on all these ideas that just didn't work out because they were all based on IP that 
Disney was hoping would be successful, but didn't happen. What can you do? But uh, well, that's what we'll be talking about next time. In the meantime, please follow us on social media on Twitter at UnbuiltPod. You can reach me at OpenMothersMail and Ryan Dorman at OpenTheDorman. Feel free to email us at UnbuiltPod at gmail.com and rate us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Anchor or wherever you find this podcast. Please write a review. Kick in that new year by writing us a review. Tell us how we're doing. And if you don't like us, thank you for listening to How Did This Not Get Made? I'm David Spencer. Have a great day, everyone. See you guys.